Welcome to Designer Discussions. Are you dropping the ball? Are you overwhelmed? If so, we're going to talk about systems and processes today. Welcome to the Designer Discussions podcast. Tune in each week where we discuss marketing, branding, PR, and business advice for design professionals. Welcome, everyone. We are joined by Lauren Taylor today, and she's going to talk to us about systems and processes and how vital they are for your interior design business. How are you today, Lauren? I am doing great. How are you guys? Good, doing good. So if you could tell us just a little bit about yourself and to give our audience a background into who you are, that'd be helpful. All right. Well, I am Lauren Taylor of Lauren Taylor Interior Design, and I've had my own firm for 17 years in metropolitan Atlanta. Uh, Basically, I'm a classicist uh, practitioner and I do, uh, I have an architectural background. So that is like a key tenet of the way that I put spaces together with the architecture being really important uh, and then layering in all uh, of the design. So I think you have to know the rules to break the rules. So that's kind of the key tenet of where I stand as a, a designer. And my mother is part of my firm. Uh, she was a, she's a retired educator and has a background in finance. So she kind of is the business arm, but she also had really, really great taste. She was always a tastemaker and an expert in entertaining. So she brings that together because we really also want to show our clients how to live. So that's what her um, role is in the firm. So that's who we are. I love that. Having your mom as the CFO. That, <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. She, she definitely has a background for it. So she is phenomenal, but she's also got great taste. So it's a great balance. Awesome. Good deal. So if you could talk to us just a little bit about what are the differences between systems and processes? Um, let, let's. I'm going to give you an analogy. I love analogies. I hope that's okay. No, that's um, fine. If, Kind of think of a system. Um, you could think of uh, like a transit sy- system or, or something like uh, the bus system. So the the system is all the different stops that it takes uh, to to put that together. But you think of the processes as not just the individual stops themselves, but everything that it takes. Like maybe the selling uh, the the transit tickets and and the somebody being there to assist people to get through the system uh, to and, and also delivering that system at the affordable price because that's the tenant of you know transportation in that way so that's kind of what what it is that you're doing within your firm and the reason to come up with a policy and procedure manual in the first place so that's the system and then each of the deliverables, are the processes that you put into place. That's what I think of it as. That makes sense. So why do you believe designers, architects, interior designers, home remodelers, why do you think they even need systems and processes within their business? Uh, just so that they don't drop the ball so mm-hmm. that they people don't understand that you're not buying the individual pieces like it's not you're not doing the same thing that they're doing. So sometimes people think that, oh, you're just fulfilling a shopping list. 
per se, but it's the way that you're putting things together and the way that you're transforming that architecture or interior architecture, as well as getting those items into place in a pleasing arrangement to deliver the project. So you you need people need to see what it is that they're purchasing, because when your items are at a factory being fabricated or you've ordered materials that haven't arrived, then it just feels like you're they're spending money and they don't know where it's going. Like, is this a a scam? And if you have things clearly and concisely outlined and you communicate effectively with the client, then they better understand that process. They understand that they are a partner in the process and they know what's going on. So you just have to be upfront and transparent about what's going on. And um, p- people are, are, you know, they understand they're a partner in the process and they're okay with it. But you just have to have that level of communication and the, the processes outlined and the deliverables. So this is what we said we were going to do. And this is what we've done. And this is the date it was completed and such, you know. Okay, that makes sense. And so what issues or what problems are solved are not solved if you do not have them in place? Um, you, do, you just don't have a timeline established like that. That's one one thing that falls through the cracks, I think, very often for people because they uh, take someone's money. And then maybe like with the initial kickoff email after you start the onboarding process, um, you you haven't you haven't set up the expectations properly. So uh, then you've taken too long to reach back out to the client. You, you know, they check their bank account and you already have cashed the check and you haven't communicated it or it's been a week and you haven't said what's going on with when we're going to set up a kickoff meeting, who's going to be working on my project, how are they going to get access to my house? That person has an out of town meeting or something coming up and they're going to be away. So you need to, you know, to start defining when some things are going to happen so that you can get your subs in place and get them scheduled. But are all when what is the date that all materials are going to be on site? So really just setting up every single expectation so that you are respectful to the client that's paying you. You're respectful to um, your employees or, or your subcontractors if you're a solepreneur so that you can honor what they're family obligations are and get on a schedule that you can stick to because nobody wants to be left in limbo because then that makes everybody lose money, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. For the new designers out there that may be overwhelmed on where to start, where would you say at a minimum in terms of the systems and the processes they should start in terms of ironing out what they should have in place for their business? Well, first of all, you just need to write down what it is that you're saying you're going to do for someone. So write down everything that has to be done to complete this project. So you don't necessarily, you can use someone else's processes as a guideline, but a lot of times if you're starting out small, you just need to be honest with yourself about what it is that you are going to deliver to the client. So you write down the onboarding uh, process like you're going to send them a kickoff email. You're going to schedule the initial meeting uh, with the client. Then next, you're going to uh, order 
uh, well, you're, first of all, you're going to do the project. So you've got to establish a timeline. Honestly, how quickly can you put together the project? Is it a four week thing? Is it a, a six week thing? Because sometimes when people try to do these quick turnarounds, then you haven't given yourself time to really properly do the project. So be honest about it takes six weeks because I need to uh, do these measures. I need to do these drawings. Um, I need to get someone to help me set this up, uh, set up a client file, set it up in the computer, just all all of those things. So the, the measure and the actual designing. So going to a design center or wherever you source uh, to to find out after you've done initial layouts. I, I always, before I approach a client, uh, find out from vendors estimated timelines mm-hmm. because I don't want to go to a, a client, sell them on this project. They're really excited about it. And then I find out it's going to be, you know, 25 weeks before I can get this upholstery, you, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So you kind of need to do a little bit of homework. Um, not overwhelming the showrooms because they are overwhelmed and and the vendors, but just get some general timeline information and find out if certain key frames that you want to utilize are are available or find out what you can get, you know, quickly if that's important to your project. Lauren, could you tell us a little bit about how this helps to remove the emotion from a problem so that we can solve, solve things better by having these systems in place? Oh, oh my goodness. Absolutely. Um, When you have really put together a well thought out um, policy and procedure manual, then uh, it it really that when you go to the rules books and you wouldn't say it in that way to a a client, of course, but um, then it just helps you just be sensible and logical. You, you are, um, just able to address the situation at hand. And I I will give the caveat that, of course, if you are the one that has made some error, then you also need to build that into your policy and procedure manual that if you are in the wrong with with something, then how is it that you react? And if the client um, has uh, done something or not paid for something in a timely manner, then this is what happens. Um, when, when you have all of this outlined, then you you really can calmly uh, reference it and be a little bit more stoic and it comes across as much more professional. So I, I think that it, it just really makes you look better. Yeah, actually, I wonder, like from a very practical <laughs> standpoint, it's like how what what software or tools do designers use to keep track of their processes? What is it that you recommend? What do you use personally? Is it like, is it pen and paper or is it some type of software? Um, Is it a personal thing? Is there something you can recommend? Um, Personally, for me, I have used a lot of the free uh, tools available in Google, like, uh, and Microsoft, you know, with project, you know, management, Um, I I think that you don't have to go in and invest in something and and you don't even uh, know if you're going to get your money back from that because there's plenty of project management tools that are gratis. You just have to get everybody on the same page and you have to use something that's not going to be so difficult for like um, your contractor or subcontractor that is going to make them be apprehensive about using it. 
but you really have to get them to buy into using the process when working with your firm. So there's nothing worse than you putting, having all these wonderful systems and then someone hasn't bought into it like your subs and they don't use it. So it's perfect. And then nobody's <laughs> used it, then that, that doesn't help. And that's problematic too. You know, speaking about that, can you talk a little bit about any subs that you have worked with and any issues you may have had where they did not have their systems and processes in place and what you have helped them out? Um, oh, oh my goodness. A- absolutely. Um, you know what? You can actually tell if a sub a lot of times uh, has it together by the way that their work van looks when you pull up. If they've got like paper strewn all about and it looks like it should be parked at Sanford and Son, then um, <laughs> there might be like a little bit of an issue. So um, if that person is a fan- phenomenal, you know, um, artisan and you really need to use their services, then you really can help people out and partner with them to say, hey, look, love what you do, love your work, but let's get a little more organized. And can you come over to my office or can we, you know, meet at, uh, you know, the lounge at at the home improvement store um, and, and, and let's bang this out to set this, this thing up. And we're going to start communicating through this. Like, can, can we try this out? Like, I need you to, to do this because I'm in, you know, ABC subdivision and we really need to come across as more professional and, and really show up so that we can get more projects uh, in this area. Um, are, are you willing to buy into that? Are you willing to try this out with me? And you, you know, when you love working with people and you've established a good relationship, then a lot of times they're willing to come on. And if they're not, sometimes, you know, it, you, you have to leave people where they are. So, yeah, cause it, it can really harm your business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, and you know, I just being transparent, I have had that to happen to me where I got my backside, hand it back to me because of having a good interpersonal relationship with a subcontractor and they kept messing up and I didn't fire fast. And that's what you've got to do is to protect your name. You have to be quick to fire. You can't give people three and four and five chances because it damages your reputation off the rip. 100%. Hire slow fire fast. And why I asked that question is because we had subs and some of them, they have, they act together. They have everything in place, lovely to work with others. They do good work, but they don't have their processes in place. And it shows when they're unorganized and not complete and it can hurt us on the opposite end too. So that's why I asked that question. And that's a hundred percent higher, slow, fire fast. I have one other thing I want to insert also about those those subs. You have to constantly and consistently check to make sure that people's uh, insurance Mm -hmm. uh, is is in place. So just because you took a certificate, uh, uh, you know, on a previous project that you just got through working with, that has to be part of your process that someone in your business is checking on those background things. So it's not just about, wow, this tile was installed to perfection. You know, so then they back up into your client's garage and like, oops, uh, that insurance policy lapsed or they don't have the adequate 
coverage to take care of those kinds of things. Like, do they have the um, errors and omissions? If you know they forget get to put the the niche in in there, and you're off site for a day, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, you just have to take care of those background issues, and that too should be written into your policy and procedures. Lauren, if you have someone come into your office as like an assistant or an intern by having your policy and procedures set up and in place, does that make it easier for someone who's coming into your business to help out? Oh, absolutely. Because you also need to have uh, an employee manual or a subcontractor manual to outline what it is that that person does. And you have to establish a calendar uh, on a weekly basis of when certain things happen. For instance, maybe Mondays are the team meeting days. So like maybe just on Mondays, there are no appointment sets because there are some follow-up procedures and getting everybody on board, you know, to, to reconcile everything that happened for the previous week. And then now we need to go over what we're doing this week. Like we've got appointments at the Joneses, the Smiths, and uh, the Abercrombies, you know, this week. And this is what's going to happen. This is the process that we're in with each of the projects. And, you know, any follow-up or anything that's fallen through the cracks. Then, you know, Monday, Mondays, um, excuse me, Tuesdays then are perhaps the days that you go to the design center. And uh, that's when you're putting together projects. And, the rest of the week, Wednesday through Friday, you take client appointments and then you, you know, know what project managers are visiting and working with subs and whatever the case may be. But you do have to have a an employee policy and procedure manual to outline the different tasks and have order about how you run the firm and what days you do what. Once you have your systems and processes in place, how often should you review them to either update them or to revise them? Um, If it's working well, then you know that you've got the right processes down if it's not uh, things that keep slipping through the cracks. So you, I don't think you really have to review them or or roll with the punches and change if it's working well. But if you keep having mistakes or, or something where your client's not pleased because ultimately, you you know, this is a customer service thing. And I, nobody, you know, <laughs> said it from the back. A lot of times when you're in design school, you're humped over your desk and you're trying to bang out the design. But this is really a customer relations uh, and customer relationship business. So if your customers keep being satisfied and your deliverables are on time, then you're good to go with those processes. But you do need to review it, particularly if it happens more than one time, then you're like, wait a minute, why did uh, what, why did this happen? Or how did the schedule get off, for example? Mm-hmm. Or, or how did a sub not show up? What process can I put into place to double check to make sure that we're on one accord? Do we need to um, have some uh, system where all subs and as well as project managers can look at the same schedule and know that we're good to go? Or how does someone tell us that they're behind? Or do you need to schedule with gaps in between subs um, to give yourself a little breathing room so that it's seamless? If someone is a day delayed, it doesn't throw you know, a monkey wrench into the whole process. 
all great information. So if anybody wants to get in contact with you for more information, how do they do so, Lauren? You know what? They can email me at Lauren, L-O-R-E-N, at laurentaylor.co. And I will spell that L-O-R-E-N-T-A-Y-L-O-R.co. So just reach out to me or they can hit me up on the Instagram. So hit me up on the gram at Lauren Audrey Taylor uh, is how I'm listed. So just like, uh, like Sophia Lauren, <laughs> Audrey Hepburn and Elizabeth Taylor. So <laughs> we appreciate your time today and for everybody have a happy Thanksgiving and we hope to see you all next week. All right. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Designer Discussions. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Jason, Maria, and Miriam on social media? You can find them on all platforms at designerdiscussions.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you are listening.